to advocate for a salary cap in baseball. It's another thing to expect a salary cap in baseball. And I've tried very hard to make sure there's a clear distinction between the two. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. Happy New Year. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. As promised yesterday, today's program was going to focus on a New Year's resolution that it'd be aimed more at the sport than at the local franchise. And if you missed yesterday's show, I basically made Derek Shelton resolve to start taking his managing of individual games more seriously. We'll see if uh, he takes that advice. I'm guessing he'll pass. But for baseball, for the sport right now, it's a whole lot more layered. It's in a lockout, of course. We don't know when it's going to be back. My hope is that it isn't. Not because I don't love baseball. Not because I wouldn't rather be covering Grapefruit League ball, opening day, everything else. But because the sport is badly broken. The sport's economic imbalance is strangling as many as a third or even a half of all the teams that are out there, if you consider that in 2021, half of all the teams in the majors were under $100 million in payroll. And some of them, like the Pirates, a little too happy to be there. So yeah, I've been pushing. I've been making the case. The only way the owners are going to get a salary cap type system is by continuing the lockout, by forcing the hand of the union and the super agent Scott Boris that basically is the tail wagging that particular dog. As I've said many times, I don't care about the owners. I don't care about taking anybody's side. I only care about the outcome and that the outcome results in a system that's a lot closer to those in the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA, and really every other league everywhere. That's it. Don't care who wins. Don't care about personalities. Don't care who gets whose pockets lined more than anyone else. Just care that the competitive structure that's in place is fair to all 30 teams the way it is in all those other leagues. But what's realistic there? What's the most likely next step if things were to move in that direction? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is always brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern and Mike's Beer Bar. And today being New Year's Eve, they've got an amazing offer for you. Head down to either one, North Shore Tavern or Mike's Beer Bar, and get all-you-can-eat wings for 21 bucks. See, I told you Mike Sukic, the owner down there, is a total baseball nut. 
He couldn't come up with a sale that was anything other than Roberto Clemente's number. Bring your friends, tear into their delicious meaty jumbo wings with North Shore dry rub or tavern hot garlic sauce paired with ranch and blue cheese for dipping. They'll be serving these beauties all the way through the arrival of 2022. If you haven't made plans for New Year's Eve yet, allow the good people down there to nudge you in the right direction. North Shore Tavern and Mike's Beer Bar directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. What's realistic? What's really attainable here? Well, to start, if you're me and you take the most draconian possible position on this and you hope that this goes all the way nuclear like the NHL's lockout did in 2004, then you're willing to just sit it out and blow it all up. You don't care how many lawsuits are threatened, antitrust exemptions are threatened, anything. You just say, you know what, we got one chance to fix this. And unlike 1994, we're going to do it right. We are no longer going to be North America's only professional sports league without a cap-type system. That said, it can and should be acknowledged that it would be a hell of a step. And it would hurt a lot of people in the short term. People who are just caught in the crossfire. Something else that I've mentioned many, many times. Heck, I just rattled off a couple of them there with our sponsors. North Shore Tavern and Mike's Beer Bar. They need baseball. A lot of people need baseball to keep going. Now, would they in the longer run benefit from the Pirates being really good or at least having a chance to be really good? Sure they would. Crowds would be bigger, etc., etc. But short term is a real thing for people owning small businesses as well as just the everyday Joe. So the more likely, the more plausible scenario here is that some kind of bridge, I guess, or some kind of meeting is achieved between the two sides with the understanding that the owners want slash need for competitive balance purposes to put in a system that closes this monstrous gap. And now that you have the Dodgers creating their own monstrous gap between themselves and the next tier down, the Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, so forth, you now might have finally that unity that you want, that I want, among owners to have that result. But within this process, and in order to show any judges or anybody who's observing this process that there's good faith bargaining in place, of course you got to give something. You have to. And baseball does have among the most restrictive free agency systems of all of the sports. It takes you six full years to attain free agency in baseball. Nothing like it in the other sports. 
nothing at all, meaning in the salary cap sports. Okay, so you give some on free agency. Baseball has one of the strangest systems in place that sets the framework for bringing players up from the minors where teams are discouraged from doing so because if they hang on another couple months or three months, you've heard this now a million times about the Super 2s. I'm not going to explain Super 2 arbitration this early in the morning. You probably even had your coffee yet. If you don't know, look it up. But it, it hurts the timelines of really, really talented, like the most talented younger players. Most recent, really strong case in point was the Blue Jays with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Took them way too long to get him up. And why? Because they want those six years to be spent in Toronto. And I can't really blame them. If I'm the Pirates, I'm doing the same thing if I have some superstar prospect. I want that prospect's six best years. I don't want to be the the team that brings him up to Pittsburgh and hurries him along just so that he can say bye-bye through free agency. So give a little bit there. Give a lot there. But what has to be overcome here is this, how do I put this, this uh, philosophical obstinance that the union slash Boris have regarding any kind of top and bottom to payrolls. Get over it. Get over it. Baseball's the only sport that doesn't have it. So if I'm the owners and I want to demonstrate to everyone that I'm making real attempts at good faith bargaining, I'm giving on a lot of different things. I'm giving on things that are of a direct, impactful concern to players, meaning all players, not just the Bryce Harpers. Go at the middle class. Explain to them why salaries, their salaries, have dropped year after year after year for half a decade now. Go after the ones at the very bottom. Raise the minimum wage to a million dollars. That's what the NFL did. The NFL got everybody to sign up for everything by taking that approach with their union. Do that. Do whatever it takes. But get the cap system or a cap type system in place. Oh, and by the way, get that done by mid-February and we'll talk. All right, cool. Just one question's coming up after this. Just one question. And today's J1Q comes from Ethan, who asks, DK, why do you think many fans, and he puts in parentheses here, the anti-cap slash floor ones, want Major League Baseball to be a unicorn league in comparison to the NHL, NFL, and NBA cap systems? No cap is great for Scott Boris's clients, but it hurts the Ben Gamels of the world. How is that pro player? Ethan, the best answer I can give you is that 
Baseball, of all of North America's major professional sports, has the most myopic slash inward culture of all of them. That applies to the participants. That applies to the instructors. That implies to the management teams. And that applies, yes, to the fans and to the media who cover baseball only. And I know this because I lived it. As much pride as I take in covering all three of Pittsburgh's teams equally, as I've done for a long time, and I get really, really, really deep into all three of the Pirates, Steelers, and Penguins, there was a time, this was at the Post-Gazette 15 years ago, where I was doing nothing but Pirates. That was my full-time gig. And I did that for six years. And I am here to tell you that even though the Steelers won a Super Bowl in that time and the Penguins won a Stanley Cup in that time, dude, I was nothing but baseball. I was all the way locked in. Up to and including, I'm embarrassed to say, you know, certain components of my actual life. You just go full bore. It's 162 games. It's a six-week, for some reason, spring training. And it is non-freaking-stop. You don't have two seconds to do anything else, and when you do have two seconds, the last thing you would do is pay attention to any sports. The same thing applies, actually, many, many times over to people who are in the sport. When you ask a, a football coach or a hockey coach to talk about something related to some other sport, they're going to be able to do that. You ask a baseball manager or someone like that, they're just going to give you a blank stare back. They don't even know what you're talking about as it relates to some other sport. This isn't a criticism. This is just how it is. This has been the way baseball's been ever since it was invented. So it's different. And it is different for a lot of the fans. Obviously, fans have more time to balance out, but in my experience of dealing with the people who consume our content at DK Pittsburgh Sports, the baseball ones tend to stay in the baseball lane. Not obsessively so, but quite a bit. And the media, this is where I'm really headed here. The national baseball media looks at you like you've got three heads the moment that you bring up any kind of comparison between the economic systems that are in baseball versus those in the NFL, NHL, or NBA. They think you're nuts. They think I'm nuts. I do it with them all the time. You can see some of these exchanges on social media. It's not, nothing, you know, with any animosity or anything like that. I know these guys. Known them for a while. And I'll just go at them with some kind of fact. Hey, did you know this? What? What are you even talking about? Have you lost your mind? What is this other sport that you're referencing? Why should baseball do that? Baseball's never had that. 
So it's not so much of seeing baseball as, how did you put it, a unicorn? Um, it's also not seeing baseball as being above anything else. I don't get a sense of arrogance or whatever. I get the distinct sense of just not even knowing what's out there. You know, I, I have these conversations often enough that it just blows my mind. Where I'll say something that's really, really basic about the most recent NHL lockout or something that's in the NFL system. What? Not what, like I don't understand it, but like, what are you nuts to even be bringing up other sports? There's only this one. That's where this comes from. And you get tuned out. I get tuned out almost immediately. Almost immediately. You know who hasn't tuned this out, though? The owners. And when you hear the owners and some of the team executives who over the past year and a half have made the remarks that they have, and if you've been listening to this program, you know that I've referenced them and read them out loud, whether it's the people running the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, the Yankees. They know. They do pay attention. There are now increasingly cross-ownerships between baseball and other sports, so they really, really know because they're the same people. And the more of that that infiltrates the baseball dialogue and the baseball labor discussions, the more I feel there's a chance, a real chance, of there being a real stride taken in 2022. I appreciate the question. It was a very good one. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll have another one, um, I was about to say Monday, next year. We'll have another one next year. 